going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. What a big week. I mean, huge. What a big week. First of all, I don't know if you know this. Go back and listen to that. Sign up for that Patreon, Vanessa episode, Rachel episode, soon to be Jen Saviano episode. I know I keep bringing it up. Oh, you have a Patreon? Yeah. So many people have listened to it, but I also know how many people listen to this show and you're missing out. I'm just, I I just, (laughs) I'm sorry. So let's just get that out of the way. Also, we're going to, we're going to batch it up big time this week. We have a great episode, by the way, for Ask Nick. Fascinating callers. Today, yeah. Fascinating. There's some good ones in there. Wow. Wow. Uh, we we are recapping Juan Pablo's season. Uh, I'm not sure who our guest is going to be. Could it be Charlene? Could it be Nikki who won? Andy was on that season. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, Victoria Fuller. I mean, here. a delight. I dare say she's a delight. I, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. Uh, I needed to get all the questions asked. I wasn't sure how she might react to some of these questions, but turned out it was pretty fun. And I think we learned a lot about Victoria, uh, some behind the scenes of Peter's season, uh, as well as dating rumors that might involve. She was very vulnerable with us, very um, honest. And uh, I think it's a lot of fun. So tune in in for that. We laughed. We laughed a lot. We cried. Um, We didn't always agree. No. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, I like I think it you, when she calls you a shithead. I think, uh, I think you guys will really enjoy that. So uh, big week for you guys. And you are welcome. How's, uh, how was Montana? How was that? <laughs> Dick. Was it good? Montana was going the back? life. I'm going to go back. Yes. You're going to ride into the sunset? I mean, you know, maybe. Are you in love? No, no, we're not going there. We're not catching feelings. We're not doing that. We're listen. You just gave me the advice to have no expectations and just be chill. So that's what I'm doing, Hmm. and I'm gonna have fun. Are you guys generous to each other? Yes. (laughs) All that matters. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, we have a great episode for you. Let's just get right to it. Don't forget to send your questions at asking at castmedia.com. Cast with a K. And. Let's do it. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, I'm Rose. Hi, Rose. How old are you? I'm about to be 29. I'm technically 28 for two more weeks, so I'm enjoying that. Happy birthday. Uh, how can I help? Thank you. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so I'm gonna start with my question, and I'm gonna give the backstory so that it makes sense. But my question is, when is it a good time to tell potential men that you're dating um, that I have sex issues, and maybe exactly how to approach it? And just to give a backstory about me, um, you might notice that I have kind of an accent because I am deaf. And uh, part of like stuff I also go through is how do you deal with deafness in the relationship? But I also deal with a couple more um, physical problems, which is that I um, was have something called vaginismus, which is um, I think a lot of people do have. And it's when you basically have this fear 
penetration. And this came from the fact that I was born with almost like this thick wall. Okay, how, how TMI can I go? You can go all the way. Let's go TMI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was born with a really thick hymen. And I did not know this until a year ago when me and my gynecologist decided to block me out in surgery so we could figure out what was wrong. And what we discovered was that any time a man would try to penetrate me, it would be like hitting a cement wall. Okay. So any time that it happened to me, it was really uncomfortable. And I started to become more and more and more fearful of penetration sex. So that brings me to today where... Um, like I'm dating and um, I'm like, you know, it's up and down. But my biggest fear is that I feel like whenever I tell a man about this problem, they immediately are like, yeah, that's cool. And then I never hear from them again. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of get it. Um, yeah, I know. So, but, um, so I'm curious, but, is there a solution to this problem or is it this something you have to live with? I solved the physical problem, which is that I got surgery. Okay. So I basically, yeah, so the gynecologist removed it, and it felt like I had a knife that stabbed me in the vagina. It was great. Okay. No. You were awake for that? <laughs> um, but no, the problem I have to deal with now is more of the mental, which is that I haven't taught myself yet, or I haven't had that, like, bridge with me and the uh, partner where it's like have you um, have you practiced on yourself i mean i'm assuming yeah i can i can appreciate yep. why mentally that over the years you can definitely yeah it can be a mental block literally yeah uh even though the physical block has been removed but like yeah have you practiced on like kind of retrained the old vagina not old the yeah. middle-aged <laughs> vagina, okay. the late twenties vagina, to appreciate. Yeah, have you? I mean, I, mean, it's... I have a name. I've named it Vivi after Grey Gardens because okay. she never leaves the house. Yeah, um, <laughs> but <laughs> thanks, Chrissy. But yeah, so basically, when you have vaginismus, or thank, thank you, when you have penetrative issues, you actually can go through a dilator program, which means you're taking these different sides of these dilators and you're basically penetrating yourself. So I'm, I'm fine for me, like I'm working on it, but my issue is that, like. I'm, I'm a pretty sexual person, so when I meet someone, we end up hooking up really quickly, and then I'm, like, in the bed, and I'm just kind of like, oh, by the way, and that t tends to not go well. And then I've tried, I tried every, I tried to do it, like, maybe on, like, the third day, but COVID has made it so confusing. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm just kind of like, so, what's the so best if, way to bring this up? So just so I'm understanding, right now, you're, you're, your biggest hurdle is more on the mental side when it comes to this challenge for you. Yes. Yes. And so, trust. And trust. Yeah. So, and how, and this, the, how long has it been since you've had the corrective surgery? Um, a year. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I, I'm no expert here, so I'm just going to, I feel like sometimes I really have to, emphasize, <laughs> have to emphasize this. <laughs> So I'm just going to shoot my shot, but, uh, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Give yourself a little time, you know, I getting the sense that, you know, uh, 
I'm a sports guy, you know. <laughs> if you draft a quarterback, if you draft a quarterback, like you don't throw you don't throw him into the game too quickly before he's ready to to really perform. And sometimes if you put him in the game too quickly, it can really hinder their their potential. They can get they can get in their head. They can, you know, develop kind of uh, bad habits. And so what I'm saying is yeah, you it couldn't, I can totally appreciate why you have these mental obstacles when it comes to like your entire adult life, not even knowing that this problem, like developing this kind of mental hurdle when it comes to having penetrating sex with a guy. And, you know, you're act, in active dating, you want to meet someone, I get all that, but, you know, maybe you're just not ready to go there. I guess, you know, so why don't you just kind of keep trying, take it slow. I mean, if it happens to the guy, fine, but you know, and, and I don't know, maybe you can't, maybe you can't figure it out until you actually have the sex. Like maybe like dildos can only get you so far, yeah. you know, um, you know, game simulation, yeah. you know, until you, yeah. you have to get in the game and see how it goes. But is it possible for you to try yeah. to get comfortable with it on your own without feeling like you have to have this conversation with guys all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get it. You want to be with someone who accepts you, you can open up and talk to, but uh, the reality is, and you've said you've discovered this, like you can be open with a guy and guys will be awkward. And, and, and it sounds like you're meeting guys who at least have the decency of not making you feel judged in the moment like well it's fucking weird or something like that they're like cool and then you don't hear from them or something right so um and i can't say what how guys you know you know you want to be like oh that sucks just find guys who who will call you i don't know like i've i haven't had to deal with it i don't even know you know uh what what i would think um but yeah, is, do you think you can get to a place where you don't feel like you have to bring this up, especially early on in a dating situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think something that I've been running into too is that it gets misinterpreted. So the last person I was dating, um, he took it as more like, oh, you just don't like sex. And I was like, no, I... I want to work on this problem. That's it's very important to me. And then I dated a guy who was super into it because he was like a born again Christian. I don't know. He was into it. Okay. Which is not. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I appreciate, listen, there's nothing better than when you meet someone and date someone and you feel comfortable enough to share who you are. You know, whatever it is, the fact mm-hmm. that you are deaf, the fact that you have these issues, like you want to, I'm assuming whoever you at, whoever your person is, you want to be your truest self around them. Great. But when it comes yeah. to dating, you don't have, you know, there's a difference between finding that person and giving everyone a chance you go on a date with to be that person right away. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. yeah, this kind of goes back to my, something I say over and over and over. If you listen to this podcast is. Mm-hmm. Instead of being so worried whether guys are going to accept you, you spend more time making sure you want to open up to any of these guys, you know, and if that means, you know, and, and I understand you don't want to maybe go to bed with someone without maybe like a heads up in case like you have a, you know, again, don't stop worrying about what these guys are thinking so much if you can, right? 
Um, I don't think you have to tell these guys right away. I don't think you have to read them up. Every guy you even sleep with, you don't have to like give them the 411 that you had corrective surgery a year ago. You know, if you want to, great. I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't think you owe it to them, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. um, because if if I'm hearing you right, physically everything's fine now. It's just some, you know, you're still kind of mentally getting more, having that become a normal feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you think you do you want every guy to know? No, no, I know. I'm actually like on a very different path. Um, I just recently broke up with someone too. So it's been like kind of like, I just want to be a little alone for a bit. Yeah, but um, I, uh, it's just been very frustrating. And I keep thinking like, I keep trying to put, I know like, I, I really like what you said about like, you know, just worry about yourself more. Like it's, if they don't even, if they can't accept this, why, why would you want to be interested in them? I guess for me, it's because I feel like sex is so important for relationships or maybe I have it in my head and I've been just like let down. I keep thinking this is the issue. Um, Sure. But that's the thing too, right? Like this is something you've dealt with, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So you've, you know, I don't know you that well, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that you're making this a bigger deal than it probably is in reality. We all do that with whatever our insecurities are, whatever they are. This is a very unique one, but we always make it worse on ourselves and we judge ourselves more than anyone else judges us. It's a safe bet, right? So that's why I think Mm -hmm. just as much as you can, just be patient with yourself. Give yourself some time. Yeah, sex is a big part of any relationship, but and you're also only 28. Yeah, you have a birthday coming up, but you have time. You have time to, you know, just slowly get comfortable with this and make sure that you're mentally in a good space so that if you meet the right guy, you you don't feel awkward or uncomfortable. And then if you do want to ever bring it up, it's it's not so much of an issue. You're just like, hey, this is kind of something I had to deal with in the past. Yeah, um, I think for me, my issue also has been like, I'm so used to pleasing the other. So that's why I just, I, like my most serious relationship, it was one-sided sexually. And so I got into that characterization. That's what I do every time I hook up with someone. And well, yeah, because you feel like you're in control. Like, like, you can, you know, you become the girl who's like yeah. really good at sucking dick, you know, like <laughs> you're just not, wor- you're just not <laughs> worried about a guy. Yeah, good having- for you, girl. Yeah, which is, you know, great. You know, we all appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm saying like, but that came from a place of feeling insecure about penetrative sex, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you owe it to yourself to even things out, right? Even things out, you know, it's, it's good. It's always good to want to be a giver, but you know, you deserve to receive affection and, and receive pleasure and you have to be comfortable with your body and yourself. And I'm just saying, give yourself some time, be patient with yourself. Don't feel like you have to make up for lost time. Guys, this is amazing. We all we're staying at home shopping, whether you like shopping or don't like shopping. It's hard to shop right now with, in the, you know, COVID, you know, yeah, stuff like that. And so we're staying inside and the hard part about online shopping, even if you love it, is like ugh, the returns. You don't know if you're going to like it. Try it on. When you you, you can't, can't even go on. to a store and try things on anymore. And, and, and listen, as much as like 
when it comes to wearing glasses, how they function is important. How they look is even more important. And we want to try on our glasses. You Fashion, can do baby. that with Coastal. You go on their website, you put your face on the, the camera screen, and it puts the glasses yeah. on your face. And you're like, oh, damn, I'm fine. Or like, oh, not my greatest look. Yeah. And then you buy, you get the glasses yeah. that make you look so fucking hot. Yeah. All the different colors, all the different sizes, all the different they shapes. They have so many options for so many It's really faces. fun. You can get stuck on it's a lot of time it's a lot of fun at coastal.com you can get prescription glasses starting at nine dollars and with free shipping oh my god and 30 days risk-free returns that's amazing they have the most advanced virtual try-on technology we just talked about it that you'll find anywhere with coastal you don't have to spend hours at the store or hundreds of dollars oh my god now through october 31st they're offering our listeners the best deal they they have going anywhere 50% 50% off your first pair of glasses. That's amazing. Yeah. At coastal.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Get free shipping. Try 30-day risk-free returns and 50% off at coastal.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Only until October 31st. C-O-A-S-T-A-L.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Some restrictions apply. I've been exercising on my Estralon for some time now, and I got to say, incredible. And how cool is that going to look in your new house if you get it? You have a whole little fitness studio. Soon. Across the country, we're staying home for the greater good. And while we're all learning how to become homebodies with Echelon, it doesn't mean you have to sit still. No, yeah. no. It doesn't. You, you can ride a bike and you can cruise on it. Just as little 20 minutes a day, you can get into the best shape of your life and be active with the entire family. With their world-class instructors, they will motivate you with daily live on-demand classes that are available, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, <coughs> Echelon is available for everyone. Their EX connected fitness bike is less than half the price of Peloton. Go to echelonfit.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Are you seeing any type of therapist or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Like, so I, um, when I was trying to figure out this problem, I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know that it was actually medical. When I first saw a gynecologist in high school, he said I was just scared of sex, which, you know, is some of the problems we have in women's health. So it took another 10 years for um, me to go through sex therapy, an actual yeah. physical therapist. But yeah, I see um, a therapist um, every week. He's great. So yeah, so you're still going through this process. And so all I'm saying is, you know, don't, I'm not saying stop having sex and and don't, but just be patient with yourself. I think that will help you take a lot of pressure off yourself and don't, and I I, want to emphasize, I don't think every guy needs to know that is a, that is your story and your story is yours. And like, I don't, tell every date i don't go on every date and say that these are my insecurities like yeah sometimes i'm just like yeah you seem fine other people i want to open up with more it's no different from you you don't owe them anything um and then i mean it's from a from you being deaf being hearing impaired how much is, is that a a personal struggle for you or are you fine yeah, with that yeah that's a huge hurdle of it as well and um i have cochlear implants so when i when you're sexual my implants tend to fall off which I don't think a lot of people have that issue. <laughs> so then, but then the implants get 
I, I can't tell you how many times I had to like bury through that person's bed to try to find my ear. And what has happened in the past is I put my, have to put my implants on. So there's like a 10 second awkward phase where I'm just laying there like, hold a second. And then I go, oh, by the way, I can't really have sex. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. So, I mean, it's, listen, it sounds like you're a sexual person, right? Like you're sex positive. Yeah. That's great. So mm-hmm. no, that's awesome. But I feel like, you know, listen, it is what it is. You are deaf. You have this thing, you know, your hearing impaired falls off and some, so fine. But like, and and I'm saying, if you want to go have sex, have sex. But if also, if you want to wait a little bit to avoid, like, because if you're going to have sex with a guy who you feel a little bit more comfortable with, right, you're going to feel less uncomfortable. Something awkward happens as opposed to hooking up with someone early in the dating process which again if you want to no shame i'm just saying how can we try to Mm -hmm. avoid like these moments where you just feel uncomfortable or this awkward situation and you judge yourself you're just like ah man you know um i'm uh Mm -hmm. you know i I feel silly or i'm judging myself and so just you know try to set yourself up for success i feel like in some of these moments you're kind of setting yourself up for failure we do that sometimes where you're treading water you're like you judge yourself and you're just oh i don't you know and again i can't relate to having these ailments so maybe it's just easier said than Mm -hmm. done but it sounds like you're just like you don't want to feel different and so you don't want to active you know it's i'm a, and you're not different but like you have these things you have to deal with so you put yourself in these situations almost maybe to prove it to yourself like i can do this and then this shit happens and you feel a little like awkward or whatever and then maybe you get in your head about it like it's not a big deal for your hearing impaired to fall off or whatever and i just feel like with the right guy someone you feel comfortable with who someone is just comfortable yeah. with is not gonna you know he'll help you out it's no big deal summer is ending i'm sorry fall is Fall is approaching. It's Exciting. the best. Also winter. Favorite. I'm sorry, but we need to stay warm and we still need to look hot. And like Jenny Kane is doing that with cashmere sweaters. I love a good cashmere. Cold weather staples. Here they come. And I also just feel like I feel. I think I sport a sweater very well. I, I sport Jenny Kane sweaters. Fantastic. Well, I have to say this sweater is saving me because this studio feels like it's winter in here most of the time. So mm. it's like 30 below in here right now. So I'm really excited uh, about it. So, yeah, they got the uh, fall and weather staples. You want the sweaters. You want to look like you could just be like carving pumpkins and making pie and drinking hot apple cider at a moment's notice with your Jenny Kane. It's a, it's a moment. It's a moment. But it's they also moment. have stuff for your home, like pillows, like amazing. They have home stuff and clothes. So mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of timeless pieces just for like whenever. And it's also tasteful and most importantly, incredibly reasonably priced. Mm. Uh, I love my sweater. It's amazing. Make getting dressed the easiest part of your routine at JennyKane.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code V-I-A-L-L at checkout. That is J-E-N-N-I-K-Y-N-E.com. Promo code V-I-A-L-L. But in terms of sex, I honestly think I'd like, if, if, you, if it's possible, get to a place where you don't feel like you have to sit down and have this conversation. Just so you know, this happened to me. I had the surgery, but uh-huh. it's still a weird thing, and I'm still getting used to it. You know, uh-huh. it's just happened. It's only been a year, and I feel like you yeah. just got to give yourself some time. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't. Okay, I like that answer. Yeah, I, it's I a just, different way of thinking for me. I don't think you should do it. Yeah, and if you do want to say it, do it after sex. 
You know, like, why does a guy need to know? I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, my issue is actually I don't trust men, really. So, like, when, um, and if it's anything, if it do with fingering, if it do any of that, I immediately, like, my my legs still cramp up. That's the problem is there's still a um, mental, mental yeah. and, yeah. And that's okay. But, yeah, but I, just give yeah, yourself some yeah. time to, you know, take it slow. You know, and again, okay. like, I understand you're sex positive, but you can still, you have other reasons to take it slow. And it's not because sex is bad or whatever, but like, it's okay that you have these mental hurdles to face and, you know, take it easy on yourself. It's just, yeah. if we're not ready for things, we can regress. And there's just no point in, you know, trying to prove to yourself that you can do this, you know, give it some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like your I like the baseball analogy. I think that was great. Like you don't like you don't go and go up to bat if you don't have the right equipment. Yeah, take training. some practice swings. Really feel comfortable. So when you get to the plate, you're ready to knock it out of the park, you know? But you need to build yeah. up some confidence. You know? Yeah. And if you put your you go in the game too quickly, you can you can get the opposite of confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think that's good advice. Thank you. This has been really great. Also, and I, you know, I love that you have a sense of humor, and I think that's great. And I think you should always keep that. That's infectious. And but just take it easy on yourself. Take it easy. Got it. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, you're yeah. gonna be great. Thanks for calling. How's it going? Hi, Kayla, thirty-one. Hi, Kayla, thirty-one. How can I help? Yeah. So I have been. It's dating this guy, I don't know, about six months now. Um, and when we first started dating, like, I just saw girls popping up on a Snapchat all the time. Uh, oh, they're my friends from back home because he's in flight school for the military and where I, where I live. Um, eventually, one night, he had something open up the snap whenever we were outside. And there was a girl's tits in the screen. So I'm like, well, that's obviously not friends. And, um, you know, he kind of confessed everything after pressuring him and blocked all the girls and promised it wouldn't happen again, yada, yada. So, of course, I let it go because it was, you know, early on in a relationship about two months. Um, I just found him doing it again um, about a week and a half ago. Um, He left to go move furniture and I found in his iPad, he's sending dicks to different girls. Like we're together four to five days a week. Whenever we're not, that's when he's sending the pictures. So I can't get over it. The thing, I just have a hard time letting go. I just have a really hard time understanding why he keeps doing this. Like, what satisfaction are you getting from sending these pics and sexting girls that you're not getting from me? Your question is why does he do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what satisfaction are you getting to wanting to keep? sexting girls that you're not getting from me because there's obviously like some disconnect there. Well, here's the thing. You're, it's not you, it's him. Right. You know, um, how old is he? He's 27. I'm 31. Okay. So I mean, he's not that young. Um, but you know, who knows, but it's not the important thing is what you're doing is, and it's pretty common. And you even said something earlier, like, well, of course I forgave him because it was early. As if, like, what does that mean? You, you know, it's, you, of course you forgave him because it was early. And, and in fact, yeah. you should have a very short leash early on. Why, do, you know, you shouldn't have a longer leash early on. 
You know, maybe when you're in a long-term relationship and you've invested some time and effort and someone fucks up, maybe then you're like, okay, let's work through this. But like, why are you willing to give this guy a longer leash early in the relationship where you don't know a ton about him? You haven't invested a lot of time. You haven't really, like, you're still getting to know him six months in. And what you're learning about him is that he's, you know, emotionally unfaithful. He's a bit of a liar. I mean, he got, yeah, he told the truth when he got caught, but usually in these situations when you get caught, you only tell as much of a truth that you need to, to appease the person. And then he kept doing it over and over. So he wasn't really sorry. He just was, again, telling you what he wanted to hear. You've decided to, instead of just saying, well, this is fucked up. I don't want to be with someone who does this. You do what a lot of people do is start being like, your ego wants to prove to yourself that you are enough for him and he, you need to do somehow you need to do more to make sure, you know, he won't feel the need to get nudes from girls. And one has nothing to do with the other. You know, he has a fixation with, he's like collecting nudes, right? And it's notches on a belt or like little nude trophies, if you will. And he's into it. You know, it's a become a thing for him. If he's like, if you're saying he's getting all these women nudes, like, I don't know who this guy is or how good looking he is or isn't, but for a guy to have a, you know, a, a handful of women sending him nudes means he's actively trying to get nudes. You know, I don't, if, unless you're like, you know, dating like the hottest guy in the world with this massive cock who's super charming and just the greatest guy ever, who's just flooded with nudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't. You know, guys, I don't yeah. care who, who you are. Guys don't get that much nudes without trying to get nudes, you know? So he's actively asking for nudes. Maybe once oh, in a while, some, well, some girl is like, hey, look at my tits. But like, he's the one who's trying to get this. And again, it has nothing to do with you. He was doing it before he met you. He's still doing it now because that's what he, he's into it. It's a thing for him. And I think with the digital age that we're in, it's become a thing. It's like another fetish that people can have getting getting right. people to send them nudes yeah I mean, the most recent pictures i found or text messages is like he's like oh i'm about to get in the shower and he has his like dick card and he's sending a picture to them I'm just like what are you doing like why i just don't understand uh, well you need to stop trying to understand it and just end the relationship yeah, yeah. you know your ego needs to just say you know what it's not me. You need, or you need to tell your ego, like what, you know, it's, there's nothing you can do to change this. There's nothing yeah. new to, nothing to do with you being good enough. This guy could be dating, pick his Hollywood crush. He's still going to want to send his dick to other people. He's into it. Yeah. It's a, he's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, it's a thing. He's into it. And he's into getting these nudes and he's just, and maybe he'll get over. It. I'm not saying he's like, you know, second, but like he doesn't want to go for him right now, and maybe he needs to lose someone special, special like you, who like like I don't want to be with someone who's doing that. You know, it's and you're more like an addiction almost in a way. But again, that don't say that because now you can be like, oh, he has an addiction. I can be there for oh, him no, because no, no. He, like no, just let it end this relationship. Yeah, it's, it's over. You you deserve better. It's not about you. You're not doing anything wrong. He this is you know, stop make somehow indirectly blaming yourself or feeling like you're not enough or trying to understand why he does it. He's just a 
kind of a douchey guy who's into it. And like, listen, if someone wants to do the nude thing, I'm no judgment, but like do that when you're single and be single and don't try to have a relationship and, and then try to get away with that. And, you know, so he's a douche for that. You know, he sucks. So yeah, I agree. So, it's just having the strength to walk away, I guess. Is where why not? At. What are you missing? Like, what's so good about it? What? No, I mean, at this point, I think it's just like a comfort level. But is he like the hottest guy ever? And is, is, does he tape his dick to his leg because it's so big? Like, what is it? <laughs> does he have so, what, what is what's going on? What's so special about him? Tell me. I'm all ears. I don't know. Probably nothing. I guess it's just like the fear of like starting, starting over, over what, you know, starting over. You have, what are you starting <laughs> like over? Starting over like in a new relationship. You live, put it this way. If your relationship's a house, you live in a fucking dump. And now you have an opportunity to move out of this shitty house yeah. with no heat or no water. And there's like termites. It's a piece of shit. You're living in a piece of shit right now. So instead of starting over, think about like, I get to move out of this piece of shit and then look for a better place to live. Like, what are you afraid of losing? You know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you, if you were like, ah, oh, live in this mansion, it's amazing, but like, it doesn't have a washer and dryer. Fine. It can't, you know, but there's like, what is so special about this guy? Nothing. Yeah. He's not even there half the time. You know? So you're starting over. I'll tell you what, the longer you wait and, and, you know, stay in this city, shitty situation, you're going to, you're wasting more. Like every day that you're with him is wasting time. So if you want to, you know, you might as well get a head start. Yeah. And he's setting his dick around to everybody every day. Yeah. I know. I guess that you know, the trust is just like gone and especially with him being military, like he has to travel a lot. Like it's just. You're only 31. You're a beautiful girl. You know, you have, you have no reason to think that you're not going to have plenty of guys interested in dating you and guys who don't want to like, you know, share their dick to the world and collect nudes. Yeah. Typical fuck boys. I know I've got to do it. Yeah, but like at this point, again, tough love, it's on you, you know? Stop being a victim. You're going to be fine. You're like, make some tough choices. Stop act, you know. You you should be mad at yourself right now for giving him such a long leash early on. I am. Yeah, so do something about it. You have a lot of control here. You're not a victim here. You're not married. You don't have kids. You don't like you can leave at any moment. You literally never have to speak to him again. When you get off the call here, you can block him. You can disappear from his life. It's not that hard. And then you can immediately go on a bunch of dating apps and start dating again and get out there. Like it's you're in a very fortunate position. So like stop acting like this is this is not that hard. Stop telling yourself it's hard. I don't know what to do. I have to start over. It, you could literally have a date lined up with a new guy tomorrow. In fact, it would probably be yeah. pretty I, I if if I said I'll pay you $500 if you can get a date with a new guy by tomorrow night, I, I guarantee you could do it. No, I know I could. So That's, do it. Yeah. And whether, you know, Corona, whatever, it's a walk or a Zoom date or whatever, you could be talking to a new guy by tomorrow. 
So this I fear of starting over, the amount of stress that an emotional investment you're putting into this relationship, worrying about like why you're not enough or why is he sending his dick out or why is he getting tits? Think of all that energy. Is that fun? No, it's not. And wouldn't you want to like, so you're worried about starting over. What are you worried about? Like the stresses of a new date? Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I haven't really dated him probably in like three or four years. Fine. Um, so get, so, but I'm just saying like. It's just like, I just get this point, you know, because I'm just pissed off. Yeah, like I get dating can be scary. I understand it can be stressful. You're totally right. Like It's less stressful than worrying about yeah, your boyfriend yeah. sending his dick to other people. You know, worrying if you are enough is, is, is is more stressful than an awkward conversation with a new guy or, or finding out that someone you think is cute didn't swipe you on you back. I mean, those are these little things that you'll get over, but you're what you're willing to accept is far worse than dating. Yeah. 100%. Oh, the respect myself to walk away. So, I mean, you have no reason to talk to him anymore. So if no. you get, if you, you should be really mad at yourself if you do. I am. So do something about it. Block them. My, unfollow them. Does, you, if you never speak yeah. to him again, you, you will be better for it. And no amount right. of, I'm sorry, I'm different. I promise I won't do it anymore. He's always going to do this. Yeah. And if he, if he does change, it's not anytime soon. Years from now. He's not changing for you. And don't take oh, that no. don't take that as a, a a reflection of you. He just he's only he's when he ever changes, it's only gonna be for himself. And that's gonna be after he wakes up and is like, oh, I'm kind of a he's gonna have to lose something special and really lose it. Not like temporarily lose it while you threaten to leave. Like you need to leave his life. Yeah. No, you're right. I know, but I'm concerned that you aren't gonna do anything about strength it. To do it. You do have the strength. Why are you? The, I mean, the thing is with me, it's like, yeah. I just like try to give everybody like the most. I mean, I don't know. I'm just sitting here making excuses in my, for myself in my head. You are. And I need to just walk away from the dumb relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. You've convinced yourself that you're the reason why he does this and you're not. So you have to, you're just scared for whatever reason and you're, think you can fix it. And, like, yeah, his reasoning for doing it is because he was pissed off at me. I'm like, that's not the way you handle it. So there you go. Off. Now you've learned something else like, about this guy. How he handles anger is not productive. Because like you are going to be, I don't know who like you. Whoever your perfect guy is, you're going to piss him off. Like people piss each other off in relationships. This is how he handles getting pissed off. You know, gaslighting and news. Yeah. So, so, well, I'm really pissed off. So, like, so yeah, like somebody, yeah, you know what's right. Just you're right. Do something about it, but it's on you at this point. Just know what well, you know. Can't stick. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. It's like you have your dogs running around there, and I'm sure it's a really cute dog. But like you yelling at your boyfriend and getting him to change is the equivalent of like you venting to your dog and expecting some real personal growth and expecting like your dog to take out the garbage. Like no amount of yelling at your dog is going to get your dog to start doing chores around the house. You know what I'm saying? And that's literally 
what you're trying to do with this guy. Yeah. So I know. So when you feel this need to try to convince him to change that it's it's as crazy as trying to get your dog to like do chores. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good way to put it. So, all right. Good luck. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. How's it going? Good. I'm Lauren and I'm 24. Hi, Lauren, 24. How can I help? (laughs) Um, So thanks again for taking time to talk to me. Uh, I'm having an issue because my family is racist, basically. Uh, My dad's side of the family. Uh, Just a little bit of a background. Uh, I am one of eight children from my dad. So he has eight kids uh, and my mom only has me. I'm her only child. So um, I live the only child life most of the time, but sometimes, you know, I'm always, I've been with around my other family a lot, but recently I've distanced myself a lot just because of the current events that's going on. And, you know, their posts on Facebook are very anti black lives matter. They're, They refer to it as equivalent as the KKK. And overall, it's just a really negative environment. And so I really don't like being around them, but my brother, one of my brothers is getting married in October. And I didn't even think of it, but he said I could bring a date. So I went and asked a friend from college who is a black male to go with me. And it was so I didn't even think of, you know, my family dynamic when I asked him to go with me and he said he would. And a few days later, when we were talking about it, I realized how my family is and how negative they are towards, you know, black people and towards, you know, black lives matter and all the things that are going on in the world right now. I didn't even realize how they were. So when um, I realized that I asked him to go to the wedding and how my family was, I didn't know what to do. So basically I'm stuck with having, I just asked a guy to go to a wedding with me who is black and my family is racist. So I don't know what to do. This wedding hasn't happened yet is what you're saying? No, it's in October. It's in October and my family, they're known to drink a lot and break out into a, break out in a fight at a wedding. It's happened twice. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately the last argument at the wedding I was involved with. So I'm already tense with my family. You know, I'm not on bad terms with them, but I'm not on the terms I've always been, you so, know, it's just, yeah. What's your dilemma then if, whether you should bring your date or not. My, yeah. Or I don't know how to tell them how my, my family is. So my, my question is, do I tell him how my family is and say, this is, you know, this is a dynamic. You can choose to come if you want. I won't be offended if you say no. And if he does say, I'll still come, then how do I tell my family that who my date is? How, who is I'm this, not who's this friend? Of, how close are you? Um, we went to college together. I wouldn't say we're super close, but... Is this someone that you we like? Def- are you friends? Are you hoping for something more? Is this like someone you're interested in? Yeah, definitely someone I'm interested in. We went to college together. We were a thing. And then when we graduated, I moved away to Houston. And he and I have like chatted here and there. I visited Florida where he lives. 
uh, where we went to school together and we've hung out plenty of times. We chat here and there and, you know, we say, oh, we should visit each other and stuff like that. So, so you don't, this, is, this is a long distance relationship. <laughs> but it's not a relationship. It's like, it's a thing. A, that's a relationship a thing. in a sense that friend or romantically, it's a relationship of some kind. I mean, you might oh, not be dating, but yeah, it's a long yeah, distance exactly. relationship in that sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely shouldn't bring them to the wedding. I don't, it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, in a sense, like, listen, yeah, maybe yeah, you, you know, you don't think about these things. And so he might've been the first person you thought, Oh, I want to get to know this guy. How about a, a in general, a wedding is a pretty big first step for someone that you might be interested in but aren't in a relationship with. So that alone, regardless of this other um, aspects or situations that are going on with your family being who they are and the and, and your mm-hmm. your date being black. Um. Yep. Yeah. It's all right. Like if get to know this guy. If you want to pursue this guy, then take it slow get to know him have conversations fly out to see him don't don't invite him to a wedding where like people are talking about marriage and relationships and then they meet mm-hmm. your and you know not even just your family your extended family and it's just like there's that's just a lot of pressure for any relationship it's a big step certainly not the first step yeah. so that well, alone I didn't necessarily ask him that's that's you didn't thing. ask him what it do you was, mean ask him so so what happened was it was like, I guess I was like playing a game. I got the invitation and I took a picture of it and I put it on my Snapchat story and said, now accepting applications for a wedding date. Okay. You know, and being like playful. He was like, I'll and he go? Respond- I'm sorry? And he was like, oh, I'll go. And you're like, really? And then like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. And okay. and I wanted him to like slide up and say something because I like him. And, you know, so when he did say i'll go i was i jumped on it and i was like yes let's do it yeah. and then it took a while and it, and i'm so disappointed in myself for not even thinking about it you know i wouldn't make too much a big deal about it even just hearing that story you know that makes more sense kind of that it happened in this kind of fun and playful organic way right yeah. fine mm-hmm. uh and if and if your family wasn't racist and dramatic and unpredictable when they drank then maybe while unconventional maybe you guys go as friends and and something happens even though maybe a wedding's not a great first date idea but this is the situation so like you, your only choice is just to level with him right mm-hmm. and just say hey can we talk and you say can i be honest i like i want to get to know you better i do you don't have to like confess your love but just be a little bit vulnerable oh, yeah. right but just mm-hmm. say i also have to tell you like this is who my family is, you know, and I have my concerns and I can picture it going really badly. Uh, if you come for these reasons, uh, I know they have racist points of view. Uh, and even if they sometimes can hold those points of view inside, they're also heavy drinkers and incredibly unpredictable. And even when, you know, it, it it just mm-hmm. it can go really badly, and I don't want to put you in that position because I do like you. So yeah. like, I can we keep talking? And like, these aren't people I really, you know. It sounds like these family members are like they're family, so you're there, but they're not like a big part yeah. of your life. Is that safe to they're say? They're half siblings. Yeah, they're half siblings. Um, but if so let's say I've always, been, I've always been the outcast too. Fine, but let's say you 
get to know this guy. You fall in love with him. You guys are in love. You want to get married. You could have a happy life with him and be like, well, these people, they're not really part of my life. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not as if you're like, I'm so close with my family, but my family's racist and I'm in love with a, a, a man of color. You know what I'm saying? And then you're just like, oh, how yeah. do I, I don't want to choose. Be- doesn't sound like you're feeling like you have to make a choice here. This is just like, yeah, they're family. I got to go to this wedding and like, whatever. Um, so I think you just level with him and you just be honest. And, um, you know, I, I would say like, I just don't like, and, and I, if I were you, I wouldn't give him the option. I would, I would say, I just don't okay. think it's best. Go dateless. Just get through the, the night. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Because if he's just like, well, I, I want to go and fuck them, and then you're just you're just inviting more drama. Like deep down, yeah. you know that this is potential drama, so just don't bring mm-hmm. it. And especially if, if these people aren't like playing a big role in your life, then like there's really no reason to start off a relationship with this guy with a potentially toxic atmosphere. So you yeah. just again, apologize. Just be like. Ugh. You know what? I I do like you, and I and that's why I don't want you to come because I like you, and I want to spend time getting to know you. And like this is my family, but I'm not that close with them, and they're not really a big part of my life. And I'm just gonna go to this wedding and get it over with. But can we keep talking? Yeah, I think it's your best choice. Yeah, I just and I I just don't want my family to even ruin. I don't even want to go back to him and say, well, this is how my family is. He's be like, ooh, that's how your family is, like. I don't want anything well, to that's do something you, you have to deal with, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How you handle it, if you handle it in a mature way, and again for him, like I, I don't under, I, I can't appreciate the pressures of a black man, you know, right now, mm-hmm. and I understand he might, yeah. he might want to remove himself from that environment. And he has the right to, but this is a, this is Absolutely. the reality of the situation, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, he might not though. I don't know this guy. Safe to say it's not the first time he's experienced racism in his life, right? So like, you know, it might be another day for him, unfortunately. So just level with him, be honest with him. You know, these people, these these family members are not big aspects of your life. You know, their beliefs aren't in line with yours and you don't have to on a daily basis have to have this confrontation, because they're mm-hmm. just not really involved in their lives. But, you know, it's your half-sister, so you're going to go to the wedding, you're just going to, like, deal with it. And just separate the two. Yeah. Like, don't, definitely don't, <laughs> don't combine them. I know. Right? I know. I mean, let me ask you this. If you got yeah. married to this guy and none of those people went to your wedding, would you care? Oh, my God. I probably wouldn't even invite them. There you go. Right? <laughs> so that's the sense I'm getting. So, I like, <laughs> there's no reason why you need to, like, have the first time you spend real time together with this pot guy be with yeah. these people you're not even that close with. I know. I mean, I'm close to them, but just not right. Like, when I say I wouldn't invite them to my wedding, I obviously would, but I probably wouldn't allow them to drink. But you get what I'm saying. You know? I, yeah, I, I do. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. There's just no real upside here. And you just have to level with them and give them a chance to want to still get to know you despite this. Mm-hmm. And he might not. And that's up to him. But I, this is going to end really badly if you ignore it and then bring them along and see, see what happens. Yeah. And my friends are just telling me, well, tell them you can't bring them because of COVID. Don't lie to them. Uh, but I don't want to li- Exactly. I'm lying is not. That's just an easy way out. And it's. It could get back. Be upfront with them. Be vulnerable. You know, you know, it's in October and you have time. Yeah. Don't wait till the last minute. Just tell them now. 
Yeah. Be like, honestly, I was just, I was really, when you responded, I got really excited because I want, like, I do want to get to know you, be vulnerable that mm-hmm. way. And I didn't even think about the fact that who I, that what, what I was saying yes to. And I have some real mm-hmm. concerns and quite honestly, like, I don't, I'm not aligned with them. I'm not even super close with them. And I think my family's part, at least these people have some racist points of view and I just don't want to, and I like you and I don't want to yeah. and just be honest. Definitely don't lie. Because okay. if, if you do start something with this guy, they still are your family. It is a conversation you're going to have to eventually have to say, mm-hmm. like, there are people in my life that I don't agree with. You know? Yeah. It's not the first time he's dealt with racism, is, I'm guessing. Yeah. And, and they're not very, like, positive towards me anymore because of how I disagree with them. That's, they say, of course, you disagree because of the way you grew up and blah, blah, blah. And well, they wear that with a badge up- of honor, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, de- definitely avoid the drama, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. just be honest with this guy. Okay. Will do. All right. All right. All right, well, best Thank of luck. You. Take care. Thank you so much. No problem. How's it going? Hi, how are you? Good. What's your name? I'm Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How old are you? Uh, 29. How can I help? I <laughs> well, I need a lot of help, but um, my my father. So my father, he's he has like a, a giant heart. Like he's the most emotional human being like I've ever met, for better or for worse. But like sometimes I don't think he he knows how to like read his like actual genuine feelings, and like I I feel like he like acts out on like short term emotion. So he recently went through like a self-induced breakup that he initiated. And shortly after he, he wanted to get back with this lady. And we we're like, me and my sister were like, wait, dad, like, didn't you, weren't you the one that wanted to break up? And you were like, so stoked about breaking up with her. And then he was like, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, you know, I think, I think this was like, it, you know, kind of a stem from COVID and this and that. And so we were trying to talk him through it. And, you know, I initially wanted him to come on here to kind of talk through his thoughts, but he didn't, he didn't want to do that. So, and then come to find out like a couple of weeks after the breakup, he, he writes this person like a 12 page letter, like confessing all his feelings. Was it really 12 flowers. pages? It was 12 pages. He told me he wrote her a letter and I was like, okay. And then my sister told me that he told her it was 12 pages. So he's, he, I'm like, you need to give yourself like some time. You know, uh, how old's your dad? 60, um, 60, 62 ish. Okay. He <laughs> was born in 1956. So <laughs> whatever the math is. So, <laughs> so he's my dad's age. Um, Perfect. He's writing 12 page letters. Just what was he? Was it like yes. after the breakup? Was it about his entire life? Did he like cover all his relationships? <laughs> He, he's, he's, he's a man of, of many words. I took after him. We're, we're not very good at being concise, but he has it a little worse than, my, than I do. So what's the problem? And, and, I mean, other well, than the, the fact your dad's is, long-winded oh, and highly emotional. Yes. So the problem is this isn't the first time that he's broken up with somebody. It's like a 16-year-old that, like, girl. he wanted. Yes. And then like he like changes his thoughts. Like He had this other ex where he broke up with her. And then... Um, like he, he told her, yeah, this is over. And then like a month later, he was like, I've really thought about it. I know either you're the person for me. Like we need to get back together. And they got back together only for him to, to realize that he was right in the first place and didn't want to be with her and then broke up with her again. So I just 
feel like he, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's not fair to the other person, but I also feel like, I don't know. It's like, it's your, like how many he's, he's how many, not giving him what he needs to actually like form like an actual, like true thought. How many times has your dad been married? What was that? How many times has your dad been married? Just once. And how long has he been single for? Oh, just once. No, no. How long has he been single for? Um, it's been like eight years. Okay. Oh, eight years. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's had like girlfriends in between, but from marriage, eight years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a real problem here. I mean, certainly it sounds like your dad, <laughs> you, you, I guess we expect uh, our elders and people in their 60s to know exactly what they want and and make sense with all their life choices. Yeah. This is like a new stage in your dad's life and who knows kind of thing. It's he's combining kind of his old school writing letters to like his processing and his new feelings. I mean, let the guy live. I don't know if there's a real problem here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like certainly you know, stop writing people 12 page letters. They don't have time for that shit. Like how old is his girlfriend or her, his ex-girlfriend? She's, um, she has kids in like high school. So I think she's like in her late forties, like early fifties. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What does your dad want? Does he want to get married again? Does he just want to fuck around? That's, that's, that's a really good question. I think, I think part of him wants like a companion, but then like a lot of him like really likes like his independence let now. Me, so I think he doesn't know. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Other than your, I'm sure your dad, you know, being highly emotional might vent to you and open up to you. That doesn't mean he thinks there's a problem. <laughs> it sounds like you think there's a problem, but there might not be a problem. You know, maybe your dad yeah. is just enjoying the drama at this stage of his life. <laughs> and to be honest, it might be... I you know, he's got kids. You seem to have a good relationship with your dad. So he's got that knocked out of the park. And maybe just a little drama that it's non-committal might just be the, might make him feel young and exciting. I don't know. And all these things he's doing, writing letters and worrying about what maybe he wants her back or not, in a way is kind of maybe exciting for him. I don't know. That's fair. If he, you know, it's probably not his girl. You know, and he's just having, f you know, think about all the times that we just got ourselves in drama early in our life. And it might have been a lot of things, but it wasn't boring. And yeah, he's not a boring man. So he's just keeping it fresh and exciting. He's not trying to settle down. He's already done that. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, it's not like you're, meeting someone who's at a stage in their life who's like, oh, I want to have kids and, and they're still like making bad choice after bad choice, not setting themselves up to like, and that, that's why I ask, well, what does your dad want? Maybe your dad just wants to golf, have some sex, get into these relationships, have some friends to like, you know, Netflix and chill, go on some dates, go into Airbnb, break up, find someone else, you know, who knows, yeah. you know, tell someone he loves them again, only to realize maybe he doesn't like, it's all drama and it's all fine. And it's all fun. Like what? It keeps him entertained. That's fair. All right. Fine. He goes, let you know, him be, uh, 
In like 15 years, you can go to a retirement home and sleep with half of the women there and get syphilis. Oh, and and like, oh. syphilis is pretty common in like, uh, in like old age senior homes. living because no one's wearing condoms. And I'm just saying. That's a like, fun fact that you know right I there. Know. <laughs> uh, I've heard that. I'm just saying, what's the real problem here? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why I care so much about his 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 dating life. Maybe I shouldn't. I mean, I don't even I don't even like live in the same state as him. So I don't know. Maybe it's like the one little piece that I could just feel connected to him. I don't really I don't know. Yeah. So I think you're fine. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll let him We'll let him you were supposed to give me a bunch of wisdom. I I know. Sorry. But I guess this is it. <laughs> It is good wisdom. Let him be. I like like a, a how-to. One, two, three. I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm I mean, be okay. have some fun with your dad. I mean, it's cool that you can talk to him about it, this stuff, right? Um, but unless... Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's a yeah. real problem here. You know? He may get back with this girl. He may not. Either way, he's going to well, be fine. Maybe I'm the dramatic one. You, maybe you are. Maybe you both are. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I, what I'm saying is like, what's the, <laughs> if, if there has to be a, you know, if there's a problem, like what is your dad trying to accomplish? And if all your dad is trying to accomplish is to have an exciting dating life and, and meet and then sounds like that's what he's doing. All right. All right. That's fair. If your dad was like, I want to have one more kid before I die, then I would be like, well, let's maybe oh God, let's I would, tighten I would, it up, you know, but he's not saying, <laughs> yeah, no, that, I would, you know, thank God. So I would die if that happened. Yeah. Unless you're having some kind of daddy issues with the way he's treating women. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't think I think he's pretty, he's good for the most part. He's a little selfish, but I mean, he knows, he knows that about himself at least. So he doesn't make that like a secret. So all right. It's going to be okay. Well, thanks. All right. All right. Best of luck. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you on Wednesday. <laughs>